You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good evening, hello, thanks for listening. This is episode 64 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 9th of December. Temperatures have plummeted and are beginning to cause havoc for fixtures all over the UK and Ireland. Cheltenham and Doncaster managed to go ahead this afternoon while Bangor were forced to abandon. What fixtures will take place this weekend is anybody's guess. But staff at Cheltenham Racecourse got the frost covers back on as soon as they could this afternoon. And should it go ahead tomorrow, the feature race will be the December Gold Cup Handicap Chase over two and a half miles. Il Rodoto and Stolen Silver head the betting, while Venetia Williams's Frero Bamboo is also well fancied. And Nick put a call in to Venetia earlier in the week to find out how likely he is to take his place. Um, I think he probably will. Um, I, I know the owner um, will, will be there, which will be the first time you've seen him for a while. Um, you know, again, one's always concerned about the ground, but he is one of the few that we have run on good ground in the past. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's not going to be anything softer than that at best. Um, but yeah, he, he'll probably run. Punchestown remain fairly pessimistic about racing on Sunday. However, they do seem confident that they'll be able to move their car to Tuesday or Wednesday next week, should they need to. So, whichever day it ends up being, we look set to see the return of current Gold Cup favourite Galopin Deschamps, who was a wildly impressive novice last season for Willie Mullins, with his only blip coming at Cheltenham when he knuckled on landing at the last, when 15 or so lengths clear. It certainly won't be a walkover though, as he'll face Joseph O'Brien's Fakir Duderi, who's a grade one winner in his own right. And here's Joseph with the latest on his charge. It looks like he's most likely going to run at the moment. Nick, he's in really good shape. Um, he's went summered well. Um, he's just took a little bit longer to come to hand this year than than he has done in previous years. Um, he is getting a little bit older, but as you, as you say, he's not not actually an old horse yet, even though he has been around for a while. And um, we're hopefully going to start off what will be an exciting season for him again. Yeah, he's a horse who, who's got such good grade one form. He looked very, very good at Aintree last year. You'd skip Cheltenham on purpose because uh, you didn't want to go up against Alaho again in the in the Ryanair chase. Have you got a different campaign in mind for him this time round? What what are you eyeing up? Um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's um, really any uh, kind of firm campaign in mind for him at the moment. Um, but but we hope hope to get him started at the weekend and hopefully he, he runs runs well and gives us something to to, to build on. He went um, he went from here to Terrellis last year um, for the Kinlock race, so that's a possibility for his next start. He also has options around Christmas time, but. It might come a bit soon. So, um, um, and and he always has tended to be at his best in the spring. So, so hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, we can you know get get his season off to a good start this weekend. And yes, set him up nicely for uh, a good spring campaign. I know, I know, it's not on the agenda right now. But did did the King George ever cross your mind? Have you have you ever been minded to to really have a, a campaign at three miles? 
Um, yeah, it, it, it certainly certainly has crossed our mind, and we've discussed it with with, with JP and Frank. Um, um, but but you know, we we decided that you know maybe this was a more logical um, uh, stepping stone for him. Um, and uh, um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 it, I, I'd have no problem trying three miles again in in the future. Um, um, uh, but but I suppose he's he's looked pretty good at two and a half, and you know. When you look down through his form, all of his best runs have been at two and a half. So ultimately, that kind of speaks for itself. And you're absolutely loaded, it seems, in the in the juvenile hurdle division as well. You've got Nuzret in at, at Doncaster at, at the weekend at, and at Cheltenham. Where's that horse likely to run? Yeah, I think it's most likely that he goes to Doncaster at the moment. Um, um, uh, we've discussed it with Anthony and Simon and, and Isaac, and uh, um, I think he's he's going to go to Doncaster. Um, it looks like the ground is probably not going to be too heavy, which would suit him well. And um, he had a very nice start in Punchestown. There, there was very happy with the horse, and um, it looks like a, a nice a nice uh, stepping stone for him. As well as taking the wraps off Galopin des Champs over the next few days, Willie Mullins will also be releasing Star Two Miler and Nergamen in the Hillyway Chase at Cork on Sunday. It's a race he won last year very comfortably, and on ratings, the field look unlikely to worry him again this time around. But Master McShee ran some really nice races behind Galopin des Champs last season, and his trainer Paddy Corkery spoke to Nick about whether he felt he'd step forward from his novice season. We've had a few setbacks. He's quite a difficult horse to train. We've had a few setbacks with him, and... I actually thought at one stage he wouldn't be ready to go until January, but he's come on quite a lot in the last couple of weeks, so hopefully he'll be fitting well for Sunday. Now, I gather it's been a, a very challenging time for you because you, you, you lost Master McShee's work rider. Is, is that right? That's correct, Jimmy Maloney, yeah. Uh, and Jimmy was, he was a super judge and he was bang on with the clock every time he was he was to the second so uh, he died of lung cancer and uh, he, I suppose unfortunately maybe he was the he smoked a few cigarettes which probably wasn't the best thing to do but you know that's life uh, you must you must miss him terribly has it has it only strengthened your resolve to to, to get this horse back to back to the top well look I suppose Nick when you only have a few horses you're always striving to get back to the top with them, and, and you know the same with Master McShee. Uh, you know I, I'm I'm trying to tick every box to get him to where he should be. You know, and and Paddy, who is who is now responsible for for the working this horse and and riding him? Well, I ride him myself quite a lot, which I have done previously now as well. Which you know, and I used to put Jimmy up for the last maybe four or five or six bits of work. So at the minute I'm riding myself and um you know, he's a nice forum. He's going to Sunday. Something similar to last year. We went to Gordon last year, uh, and coming out of my place without any yardsticks or anything like that, we weren't fully primed and I don't think we'll probably be fully primed again for Sunday, you know. But I guess as we've often said in Ireland, you have to run where where you you have to run. You you've got to take on the the good horses. Well, with Master Mexi, I I have no choice. My hand is forced. I I can't pick hiding places for him. There is, there are no hiding places for him, and 
I just have to take on the best and, and try and compete with the best. So you, you're looking for a nice run, but you think he'll take a, a good step forward for, for his comeback? That's what we'll be hoping for, Nick, yes. No, having said that, we'll be trying our best. Uh, but I mean, Energumé, you know, you're taking on a superstar in Energumé. Uh, I suppose when you look at it back, when you look back last year, you know, Master Mike won a grade one. Uh, and then he met Pursar and Gallop in Deschamps on his next two runs. And only for that, he'd have three grade ones. So, you know, you'll always have some good horse that's testing you all the time, you know. Now on to warmer climates. Hong Kong hosts their biggest fixture of the year on Sunday with the first of their four group ones kicking off at 6.10am GMT. In the sprint, Wellington has a lot of ones beside his name. So when Nick caught up with his Hong Kong-based trainer, Richard Gibson, he asked him to tell us a bit more about his horse. Yeah, you know, he's, he's done great. Um, he's won, is it, uh, I haven't got the stats in front of me. I think he's won 11 or 12 races now. Uh, he's, he's, won, um, he's won three group ones and he's, he's been the best sprinter here for the last couple of seasons. Uh, and you've trained very good sprinters. People with reasonably decent memories will remember Gold Fun, who you went so close with at, at Royal Ascot a few seasons ago. Uh, is Wellington the, the best sprinter you've had? Yeah, he's faster than Gulfan. Gulfan was pretty, uh, pretty flexible. We, we we got him up to Derby distance and then a mile, and we sort of trained him to be a sprinter in older age. But um, Wellington's a much faster horse. He'd bite all too hard, and um, you know when he's on his A game, he's he's tough to beat. So it's one of those. It's basically one of those good Australian sprinting pedigrees, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, he came uh, bred by Kiora Stud, who a very good breeders down under. Um, so, just looking at this horse's progress through the last year, you've got a, uh, a, a Group 1 victory over, over 7, uh, a brace of Group 2 victories over 6, another Group 1 win over 6, and then last time was, was beaten at, at odds-on behind Lucky Swayness. Are there reasons to think that he can bounce back? Yeah, he, you know, I've, I've been sort of amusing myself by calling him Ronaldo all week. You know, he's a very expressive horse, and... When something's slightly wrong, he, he rolls around on the floor and stands on three legs. And he just had a few niggles, and uh, he wasn't right after the race. And uh, we're confident with Andermatt for the big one. And if he comes through this with flying colours, um, might he be a horse that we see in in Europe next summer? Well, you know, it'd be very interesting. You know, I'm, I, you know I've been saying all week. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted for poor Alexi Badel, who's got two screws in his ankle and, and, and is on one crutch with a, with a broken shoulder. You know, he, he would be riding the horse. He, he, he knows him very well. And um, you know, obviously it's terrific to have you know, Ryan's expertise and, and experience on board on Sunday. And, and, and of course, you know, he'll be the guy I'll, I'll be asking after the race on, uh, on, 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 on future travel plans. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that Jim McGrath is our Hong Kong maestro on the podcast. And so it made sense to see if he shares Richard's optimism and believes Wellington will be able to bounce back to winning ways. I, I do to an extent, Nick. Uh, the one thing that is the big drawback is the draw. He's drawn 10 of 14. And uh, although I'm sure Richard would argue that the horse does come from behind, he's going to have to really rely heavily on Ryan Moore getting over from 10. Listen, 
Uh, Ryan has won the sprint before from 14 on the Japanese horse a couple of years ago. So it's not impossible. We, and we know we've got the right man aboard. But it was disappointing last time. Uh, he is the best sprinter in Hong Kong, there's no doubt. And it was just that one blip last time when he was beaten. Uh, he was beaten uh, two and a quarter lengths, as it was in the end. But he was slightly disappointing on the day. I'm encouraged that Richards thinks he's got him back. We move on. Uh, Jim, to the Longines Hong Kong Mile, and this really re- revolves around Golden 60, or so we think. Yeah, I think uh, he can win, to be honest. Uh, he's 22 wins from 25 starts. He is a remarkable horse. I think uh, that history will show he's probably the best so far that we've seen in Hong Kong. Um, and, you know, he's got a, a really strong contingent of Japanese horses coming up against him. Uh, Selios, who was third in the race last year, is obviously one of them. Uh, Shellmeister is a very interesting runner, uh, Christophe Lemaire's ride. Uh, I do like him quite a lot. Uh, and so, you know, he's, he's really, he, this is probably his sternest test, that's, that's for sure. Um, and also, uh, an interesting runner, of course, he's got his old rival, California Spangle, uh, who's certain to make it from gate number two, and Golden 60 is drawn in four, so he'll sit in behind him. I think that's the way the race will take shape. Uh, but there's an interesting runner from Australia mm. uh, who was an ex-Ken Condon horse in Ireland. He won the Prix Jean Pratt for Ken. Uh, he's down with Annabelle Nisham now. And just talking to James McDonald the other day, he feels, uh, he rides him, he feels that that the, the firmer ground, that the uh, top of the ground conditions are going to suit laws of indices, and he's a real outsider to put in your multiples. Yeah, definitely. European Group 1 winner, and didn't really get the rub of the green in the Cox Plate last time when never getting a, a clear run. The Hong Kong Cup, Jim, takes place at, at 8.40. Um, how do you see this shaping up? Well, I see Romantic Warrior as the one to beat. He's the local hero, of course. He's eight from nine so far. And he's drawn okay in seven. He's uh, actually won from this start before. It's a very tricky start, the, uh, the mile and a quarter, only 100 yards to the first turn. Uh, but he's in good form, and he's certainly going to improve on his first up uh, win, which is only three weeks ago. He'd been off for a very long time. I see him as the one to beat, but we've got uh, another formidable Japanese uh, contingent here, uh, Panther Lassa. Winner of the Dubai Turf back uh, earlier in the year. He's going to be a formidable challenger. Le Papal down the bottom, uh, ridden by Joe Moreira. It's his final day riding in Hong Kong, by the way. Uh, He could be uh, in for a good ride there. And another one of interest is Russian Emperor, who we know well over here, ex-Aiden O'Brien, Belly Doyle. And uh, he's a a Group 1 winner already in Hong Kong. And he just couldn't put his best foot forward this time. So, romantic warrior to win, but Panther Lass are the big danger. And it all kicks off with the the Vars. The the big races kick off with the Vars at 10 past 6. We spoke to Graham yesterday, who's been enjoying uh, Hong Kong this week, and he was giving a confident shout for Stone Age. It's a race that Aidan O'Brien's got a good record in. It looks to me a pretty winnable addition, uh, Jim. 
It, it is. It's the weakest of the four races. There's no doubt about that. There are no stayers in, in Hong Kong to speak of. Senior Toba is, is the best of them, and he's drawn 10, which uh, it, it sounds funny, but the draw is important, even over a mile and a half. Uh, I, I do think that Graham's on the right track. I think he and I have been reading uh, the same the same books because um, Stone Age, as a three-year-old, gets the allowance, five-pound allowance for the older horses, and he really does uh, stand out, I think. Um, I do think that Botanic is going to run a big race for uh, Andre Farb and William Buick. Uh, he's won seven races, this horse, which just surprises me. Looking at his record, he's a four-year-old gelding. He's won seven, and he really is progressive. I put him in as well, and Glory Vaz, who, of course, is going for a third uh, win in this race, which uh, would be a record. Um, he's probably the next best, but we haven't seen much of him of, him of late. The Racing Post Maddie Plale has been out in Hong Kong this week and catching up with connections, starting with jockey Sylvester D'Souza, who recently moved out to Hong Kong from the UK. He's got a ride in each of the four Group 1s, and Maddie asks what he makes of their chances. Yes, it is, yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's nice, and I got back on Money Catch, and uh, I won the lady sports here on him, and was a handicap, and uh, he's an improving horse. I couldn't ro- I couldn't ride him last time because I had all the commitments before I rolled him over here. Commit, make commitments to ride very late, very early, you know. And uh, delighted to be on Money Catch, and I got white, uh, white cuckoo for John Sires, and got one for Denny Sean as well. Yeah, and on I- on Money Catch, obviously that's a. a- a race that you've done very well in the past. You won it with Glorious Forever, the Cup in 2018. Um, where did that rank in, in your achievements, do you think? I, I think, you know, just putting the owner's mind and, and the trainer's mind in Hong Kong and able to ride in the course. Yeah. And why Cuckoo, you mentioned him. He's been there and done it. He's a, a three-time Group 1 winner. Yes. Uh, what, are the, what are the vibes ahead of his run in the mile? was a great run you know he finished third behind two good horses and uh, you know I think the horse is going to come on from the run and uh, I just hope to have a smooth run and it would be easy in a big day but uh, we try our best it's a nice horse it's a nice ride and uh, you know he's not a certain but uh, he should be competitive enough to be in the race and the sprint looks very wide open it's intriguing it looks like any number of them have chances what about Cordyceps 6 and he ran a brilliant race and probably last time he was a bit of further, further back than what I want but the other horses dragged me back and uh, when I got a position uh, he feels very well I think it will be hard to beat the stable mate Ryan Moore's ride him picked up the ride and uh, but he yeah he, he he could surprise everyone okay and finally Butterfield in the bars he's coming to the boil a little bit he's been running respectably yeah, he's been quite busy and, uh, you know, and he's been very busy, has a couple of consistent, like, quick runnings. And, uh, but he feel well and I, I gallop him in the morning and he's, he's still in top form and stepping up in triple would be suitable for him. Finally, Maddie also caught up with connections of Singapore-based outsider in the sprint, Lims Kosciuszko. His trainer is Dan Mayer, who was present. But first, Maddie spoke to jockey Danny Beasley about coming out of retirement to ride this horse. Yeah, well, I, I retired four year, uh, in 2017 and I was actually assistant to Daniel, uh, assistant trainer. 
And when COVID hit, it, like the world turned on its head. And in Singapore, we had a lack of jockeys. And I was still riding track work every morning and still my weight. I've been lucky. I've always been quite lightweight. And so I said, well, why don't we try and um, ask this jockey club to give my license back? And they did. They gave me the opportunity. And then so the last two, I've been riding the last two seasons in Singapore and been extremely lucky. We, we found a horse called Limbs Lightning, who was the horse of the year last year. And then little Kosciuszko has come along this year and he's likely to be named horse of the year this year. So um, been very privileged to be able to ride both of those horses through last season and this season. And so it's, it's been, if you said to me three years ago, two years ago, that you're going to ride those two horses and be riding in a Hong Kong International Sprint, I would have said you're crazy because I, <laughs> I wasn't even riding. So, yeah. What's your two's relationship like then? Are you pretty good pals? You're pretty very close. Good very yeah, close. We've known yeah. each other for 15, 17 years. And, yeah. uh, always always uh, contacted each other if we're in different countries, but yeah, we're, we're great mates. So. Yeah. And tell me about this horse and his story. Uh, quick, his short story is uh, he, part, he went to the sales as a yearling, got passed in, nobody bought him. We went to a ready-to-run sale, which is a two-year-old sale, passed in, nobody bought him. And uh, then he went to a trial in New Zealand. And I think Danielle Johnson, who's a partner of Jamie Richards, who trains here, actually rode him in the trial. And uh, he won. And then my owner bought him and told me, Daniel, you've got a new horse coming. <laughs> and uh, he, he turned up and he's quite small and he's very quiet. And I said, okay. And uh, all of a sudden, he, he, he started becoming uh, the racehorse that he is today. So Yeah. He looks he, to have been training really well on the track. He's got a great attitude. He's just, nothing upsets him. He, we were a bit worried when the cameras started clicking in front of him, and he didn't care. So mm. he's got a great attitude to travel, and, and yeah. he settled in really well. And what do you think about Sunday's race? How do you think that's going to suit him? Where are you drawn? Remind myself in four, so perfect. Ask the jockey he's going to ride him. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be happier with the draw. Like, um likely favourite Lucky Swainess just inside us um, got stronger outside us with a great jockey in Hugh Bowman so um, yeah how will you ride him he's a naturally fast horse but he he's he does he leads a lot of home just because he's better than him mm-hmm. but he, he like we took him out to 1800 for the derby and he sort of sat second in that and relaxed really well um, he won the Lion City off sitting in about fifth or sixth position so he doesn't have to lead, but he has got he has got great speed if I want to use it. But he's just a little he's a jockey's dream, you know. He's he's very quick from the gate. You put him in your spot, then you put your hands on his neck and he relaxes. And um, yeah, he's the good ones are always the easiest to ride. It's, I've found that. Yeah, it's those ones that haven't got much ability. The ones that are difficult, but yeah, he's pretty straightforward. And realistically, you're confident. You think you've got a winning chance? You know, I, I, just really hard to line up. Mm. It's a tough race, isn't it? It is, and our, there's no doubt the quality of the Singapore uh, racing has probably dropped a bit over the last couple of years. But in saying that, this horse is the best up there. Um, every time we've asked him, we've raised the bar. He's really answered it, um, like more, exceeded our expectations every time. So, uh, like I actually said to Daniel at the end of last season, I think. Um, his five-year-old year will be his best year and he seems to be trekking that way so I, I actually think this trip could really make him and what he could do 
uh, like it'd be great if you can run well and then you can travel a bit more like um, be lovely to take into Dubai or somewhere like that to so, Dubai yeah they come to Royal Ascot <laughs> well that's uh, one step uh, yeah. <laughs> well, March Dubai uh, June uh, or July was it Ascot yeah, yeah. so you no, never I'm know sure. you can dream yeah um, what would it mean to you guys to win the, the HKIR have you ever had success here before no uh, uh, my father's uh used to be a trainer and he's travelled horses up here a couple of times in the 90s. Now actually I was, I did come here in 1998 as a 15 year old and... What did uh, you think of the place then? Well, I was a little pup, I was a little puppy <laughs> then and I <laughs> I, uh, I didn't take in what I probably should have but it, that was a great experience. But myself and and, and, and I can speak for Danny, we've um, never been here and, and been a, uh, a jockey or trainer to in these races so here we are now and hopefully we can yeah. You get the job done. Yeah, I get a feeling there'll be like big celebrations if you guys do win. Yeah, I won't go home. I think I'll stay for a few days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, best of luck. Thank you, guys. Good on, yeah. Hopefully, the weather's kind to us and Cheltenham, Doncaster, Cork, and Punchestown all go ahead. Wrap up warm this weekend, and Nick will be back with you on Monday morning. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.